You're listening to Talk Jive Radio. I'm Kelly. And I'm Thomas the Third. We're them damn Indians. Um, so I uh, heard that the Anadarko Lady Warriors won their first round of the state basketball championship. And I guess they're headed to play Tuttle. And yeah. then Weatherford and Fort Gibson's playing in the other semifinals. <coughs> it's interesting to me that these are three of our, uh, they're our classmates, right? In our division. Like, aren't well, they, know, aren't they in our district? I know Weatherford is, um, you know, I'm not sure if Tuttle is. And and I know Fort Gibson is up around Tulsa. So it's up around Darko, Tahlequah. <laughs> yeah. Darko always plays, always ends up playing Fort Gibson in the playoffs for some reason. Um, it's been like that. I, I think Darko matched up with Fort Gibson like two or three years in a row for state for the state championship or something. Like it's there's a lot of history there. Uh, Weatherford is the only team in 4A that has beat the Darko girls this year, which was in a tournament. Uh, Darko got beat in the Mustang tournament. And that was their two losses this year. They got beat by Mustang and they got beat by Weatherford. Uh, and I... then they came back. Oh, go ahead. What's that? Go ahead, oh, go yeah. Ahead. Then they, they they came back and played Weatherford later on because they are in the district and they beat them pretty good. Like, I think it was like 20 points or something. But yeah, there's, there's a, they say that Tuttle plays Darko really well. They're really familiar with their system and how they play and that kind of thing. So it's always a tough matchup. So there's a lot left. But um, yeah, there was a, a class, in, class in SAS school that was supposed to be the number one team in the state. They were the ones that were going to run over Darko and all this kind of stuff. They scored 28 points in their game yesterday and got beat. Oh, well, I just know that I had to listen to George Plummer for a few minutes as i could because uh, <laughs> i have my own meetings but uh yeah it was uh it was interesting <coughs> so so we'll we'll definitely see how that goes and um and all that so uh, yeah my niece is playing for them this year so uh best of luck to the lady warriors okay so i just saw a salsa class at the pawnee nation and i was like all right dance nah it's an actual salsa class like to make salsa so, <laughs> oh yeah, so, <laughs> sorry. So you're making like pico, pico de gallo and shit like that. I guess, sure. I, I guess, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You lost me at cooking. <laughs> I thought it was dancing. You lost me at cooking. <laughs> well, you know, making salsa isn't really as much cooking as it is just cutting a bunch of shit up, blending, dicing. <laughs> <laughs> it's more dicing than anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you got a ninja, it makes it a lot easier. You know that kind of thing. But I'm so goofy. No. I thought you meant an actual ninja chopping things up. I forgot well, about those damn blend, ninja blenders. <laughs> well, there was a there was a game called Fruit Ninjas. So I mean, if you're that kind of ninja, <laughs> then you probably you probably could make salsa, make a good uh, mango salsa, something like that. Some some white people shit. Yeah, be making all kind of you know weird stuff like that. Yeah, options. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But um, if you check out our social media pages, you will see a lot of different uh, things that tribes across the state are doing for their communities and for their citizens. So uh, you can check those out. And a lot of these tribes are do these things for their communities. It's not just for their own tribal citizens. So you should really check them out. Because that's how that's how Indians are. 
We can't. Oh, we can't yeah. help. We can't help ourselves from including everybody. We just can't well, help you, ourselves. You can't. Well, you can't separate it because that's the thing. Like, you have your kids or your, you know, your relatives or whatever that kind of thing. But once they get their little friends involved and everything, everybody's like family. You know, like I mean, I couldn't even tell you the amount of people that called my dad dad. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of the way we are. But uh, yeah, I mean, Indians, we're gonna we're gonna take care of everybody that's around. I mean, that's just that's just what we do. Like, there's not an uh, not a lot of exclusivity with Indians unless it's uh, ceremonials or something like that. And and that's really how it should be. But, you know, the, yeah. and, and case in point, when we went to that uh, Spirit Land Run, the sit-in at the at the Land Run Monument. Okay, yeah. folks, we and we talked about this in our past podcast, and you can catch catch up with those where, wherever you subscribe to us. But uh, those, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you've never been down there, that monument, well, it, it's a monument. So it's gigantic huge brat or like copper yeah you know. like the fact that they thought a bunch of indians were gonna go and drag those out of there you know y'all think we have superpowers you know thank you thank you for yeah. that but you know and it was hot out there and the the organizers even though there were a bunch of was that the proud boys out there uh no i don't think there were the proud was it the, boys, was uh, it the oklahoma city chapter of the proud boys yeah i, I don't i don't think they were probably i'm not sure what they were there were vikings out there Uh, but the vikings were on the indian side though that viking was on the indian side like there was was all kind (laughs) of there was some wild shit but i mean i don't know if they were proud boys they weren't that proud because i didn't hear shit whenever they were on the indians well but but my point is the organizers when they were going around offering water they were offering that water to everybody and you know oh, what? Yeah. You want to refuse that water and stroke out, then that's up to you. But we're still going to offer it to you. <laughs> Die of thirst, then. You know, that's the way you want to yeah. be. But we offered it to you. And yeah, and, and their their little outfits were like combat boots and leather. Like oh my god! Sleeve, I thought they were sleeve leathers. They were some, yeah. They were. God, it was hot. It's too, it's too See, hot that, to be shown out like that. That right there, that right there tells me that they were not the Oklahoma chapter of any fucking thing because they would know better <laughs> They'd know than better to come out in Oklahoma letter. summertime. Yeah, wearing that shit. Like somebody in there would have been like, you know what? Nah, hell with that. Let's change our uniform to cargo shorts and you know some kind of short sleeve shirt. Yeah, some kind of like if the, it's pants, it's going to be light cargo pants. Um, oh yeah, it would be like it would be a it would be khaki cargo pants. Hell sure. yeah, like from Duluth. <laughs> uh, but this yeah. is <laughs> this is from Indian Country today, and it's Deb Holland's nomination continues despite Republican obstruction. A Republican Republican holds brought another step in the formal procedure of confirming Representative Deb Holland as Secretary of the U.S. Department of Interior Tuesday. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, a New York Democrat, <coughs> filed cloture on the nomination of Representative Deb Holland, Laguna, and Jimenez Pueblos to be Interior Secretary. The motion came on Tuesday afternoon after his remarks on the Senate floor. <clears throat> a cloture uh, limits how much debate 
can happen on a particular issue or nomination. This is the beginning of her confirmation process in the full U.S. Senate. And so Chuck Schumer, you know, talks about a profoundly historic moment. And despite Republican obstruction, Representative Holland will be confirmed by the Senate to be Secretary Holland. This comes after Republican Senators Steve Daines of Montana and Cynthia Lummis of Wyoming put holds on Holland's nomination earlier Tuesday. The holds on Holland's nomination would force a debate of up to 30 hours. Daines defended his decision saying Holland, quote, opposes pipelines and fossil fuels, ignores science when it comes to wildlife management, and wants to ban trapping on public lands, end quote. <sighs> <laughs> Schumer's uh, cloture move will ultimately set Holland's, set no Holland's nomination up to be voted on by the full U.S. Senate, where she is <coughs> largely expected to receive a majority of votes. The timeline for when the full U.S. Senate will vote on her confirmation has not currently officially been decided, though political expert Holly Cook Macaro says it will happen March 15th. So... Um, on Thursday, she said that she expects the Senate to vote on Schumer's cloture, which needs 60 votes to be invoked. If invoked, which is highly likely, the full Senate will proceed in the days after to vote on Holland's confirmation. When Holland's full Senate confirmation happens, she is likely to be publicly sworn into office shortly after, either on the same day or soon after the next day. Okay, I'm I'm kind of worried here. You said March 15th? Ooh, the Ides of March. Uh, in the Senate? Mm. My God. Okay, anyways. My bad. <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, I'm like, hold on. I'm always wary about March the 15th. It's like, you know, beware the Ides of March. I'm not, <laughs> All true Shakespeare fans are, are, are so superstitious about the Ides yeah. of March. It is a I'm, thing. I'm a it nerd. Is a thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're I like, have my nerd slipped out there. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I love Shakespeare, though. I took a Shakespeare class for fun in college one time, actually. So, anyways. See how that goes? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I didn't even think about that. So, But but I'm glad that uh, that this is going on. I hope that the Senate just blows up the filibuster and um, takes that out and just goes full steam ahead. The, Why uh, is the filibuster a thing? Because, re because Republicans. Because... They maybe that's a maybe that's a crow's nest question. Like why why is the filibuster a thing? There you go. He'll be back next week. He's had some um he's had some uh issues with uh you know kind of getting his schedule and, and classes and things like that and getting prepped for spring break. I think they have to do all kinds of things and finals and you know Oh yeah. We all yeah. know how busy Dr. Crow gets around that because he teaches five yeah, thousand classes. <laughs> That is a busy man there. And everybody everybody uh, around the USAO campus, anybody who's ever been on the USAO campus, it seems like, knows who Dr. Crow is and knows the extent at which he does his, his work. <laughs> you know, so oh, yeah. And, people and, understand. Yeah, and he's an advisor. Like, he also advises students. 
So oh, yeah. and and that and I'm telling y'all, that's he takes that. That's probably he probably takes that job more seriously than he takes all the other ones, and he takes them all pretty seriously. But yeah. he's, I mean, I bet I bet he's a really good advisor. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Oh yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so he'll be back next week, and we will ask him about the filibuster and uh, and what he thinks about all that. But yeah. Uh, Steve Danes, you better leave Deb Holland alone. All mad up there in Montana, but no, it's it's funny that you know the biggest opposition is coming from these states that have a large native population. Well, yeah, it's like, going to be harder to take are... advantage of the Indians with the with the BIA. We're yeah. finally going to have an Indian in there who understands if she, and like she doesn't under is she you're Steve Danes. He said an Indian, an American Indian, didn't understand wildlife management. Yeah. And I realize there are a lot of Indians that don't, but you mean to tell me Deb Holland, being from a Pueblo in New Mexico, yeah, doesn't know anything about wildlife management or environmental like the issues. Farmers. Yeah, or environmental issues or anything like that. Yeah. And yeah, against the pipeline. Show me the natives that are for the pipeline outside of the BIA and their cronies and their family. Yeah, I said and the it. people that work for uh for oil. For the pipeline, yeah. Outside of for those the pipeline, people. for the oil field, whatever, you know, they all have their they all have their brainwashing going on too. But yeah. I mean, I, I wonder like <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Just never mind. You almost mind. offended all of our cousins right there, Kelly. I can tell. I can tell by the way you stopped. <laughs> You all of our some angry cousins. <laughs> all of all of our mutual cousins, plus <laughs> all of our cousins that we have that that aren't even my cousins. <laughs> my cousins' cousins. Got a lot of kin folk that ain't blood relatives. You know what yes, I'm saying? Indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. So uh, I'm gonna halt it right there. <laughs> Thank you so uh, much for tuning in. We're indigenous, we're independent, we're them damn indents at Talk Jive Radio.